Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park time of this recording, Whiskey House Nashville had over 3,000 bottles of whiskey. By the time you're watching this, there's no telling how many more bottles there'll be because the collection is growing daily. What's remarkable about this large collection is that nearly all the bottles are open. There are a lot of reasons why large collections are typically filled with unopened bottles. Once a bottle is open, it has limited value for trade or sale. And it's believed that whiskey can degrade in the bottle over time, so collectors and bars will limit the number of open bottles they have to what they think they can sell or drink within a couple of years. Luckily for the world, Whiskey House Nashville isn't plagued with any of these reasons that would prevent them from opening their bottles. So while it isn't the largest collection in the world, it is believed to be the largest collection of open bottles in the world. And that's not an over-exaggeration. They're looking into contacting the Guinness Book of World Records. Whiskey House Nashville is not affected by the fear of losing bottle value by opening it or not being able to use the whiskey inside by the time it degrades because of their mission. Whiskey House Nashville is a 501c3 nonprofit. They use this enormous collection to raise funds for other nonprofits. Their structure is simple. They have a large number of monthly donors. These funds are used to cover all operational expenses of the organization. That includes rent, security, electricity, furnishings, and everything else required to keep the doors open. In exchange for these monthly contributions, the regular donors are granted access to taste all the newly opened bottles. This structure provides a win-win for all parties involved and makes it possible for Whiskey House Nashville to donate tastings to nonprofits that support all types of worthy causes. The best part is Whiskey House Nashville is able to donate 100% of the proceeds from these tastings without using a penny of it to cover their operational costs. This doesn't explain how they ended up with so many bottles, though. In the beginning, Whiskey House was just a group of collectors who needed to move their enormous collections out of their houses to keep the peace with their significant others. Over time, the group realized they could use the location to raise money. Once they had formed the nonprofit and they were getting regular donations in excess of their basic operational costs, they were able to use some of their regular donations to expand their collection. Word of this amazing group of whiskey lovers spread far and wide and the opportunities to purchase rare and unusual bottles of whiskey started to roll in. At the same time, donors started wanting to bring guests to Whiskey House. It became customary to donate a single barrel or allocated bottle to the nonprofit if you were allowed to visit as a guest. Now the organization is taking in more than a bottle a day. When a new bottle comes into Whiskey House, it starts off in the coming soon or on deck section. A committee evaluates bottles and decides when they will be opened. 
After being opened, these bottles are moved to a new section only available to major donors. This is the opportunity for donors to taste every bottle that comes into the collection. If donors visit consistently and make sure to check the newly opened bottles regularly, they'll get a chance to taste every new whiskey before it's relocated. After a period of time determined by a committee, these bottles are relocated based on who their producer was. There are six main areas that these bottles get relocated to. The first area is MGP Row. It's a narrow hallway with bottles from floor to ceiling. If you do not know, many producers are what they call NDPs, non-distiller producers. In short, they produce whiskey, but they don't make any. The main supplier for whiskey of NDPs in the U.S. is MGP in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They sell whiskey to so many NDPs that we could never name them all, but several you may have heard of are Smoke Wagon, Boone County, Smooth Ambler, Joseph Magnus, Mike Drop, Bourbon 30, New Lou, Widow Jane, Barrel Craft Spirits, Old Elk, Tumbling Dice, Good Times, Brothers Bond, Old Soul, the list goes on and on. There are so many, in fact, that Whiskey House has an entire section for them. If bottles are not MGP, they go to either the Tennessee Room or the Kentucky Room. The Tennessee Room is one of the funnest at Whiskey House. Being located in Nashville, there are Tennessee Pride shows in this room. Being a favorite destination for distillery personnel and also being in the heart of Tennessee whiskey country, they have a lot of amazing Tennessee whiskey and memorabilia. This includes barrels, a life-size statue of Jack Daniels, branded scarves, etc., the Tennessee Room might have the world's only collection of Bellmead honey bottles that are open. There are countless dusty bottles, as well as nearly every limited edition bottle that's ever come out of the state of Tennessee. The Tennessee Room is adjoined to the Kentucky Room, separated by a line on the floor they lovingly refer to as the state line. If you're a Kentucky bourbon lover, the Kentucky Room might be the happiest place on earth. Not only are there countless bottles, but this room houses what has to be one of the world's largest collections of dusty bourbon decanters. Everywhere you look, your eyes are dazzled with the image of some epic bottle of whiskey from times past. This is the epicenter of what Whiskey House is all about. Most of their fundraiser tastings are held in these two adjoining rooms, with the guide sitting on the state line as he walks lucky individuals down a whiskey path many of us will never get close to experiencing. If you're doing the math in your head, you've no doubt realized that there are a lot of bottles that are not going to the MGP, Tennessee, or Kentucky areas. There's a small room for foreign bottles. This is probably the smallest segment of the collection, but it's there, and there's some pretty epic bottles in there. For anything else, there's the Grand Hallway, where all the other bottles go. These are usually offerings from states that aren't MGP-produced, lower-level bottles that could be considered daily drinkers by Whiskey House standards. This is because the hall is where visitors are allowed to drink from if they're not major donors and by some miracle they got an invite. Whiskey House also has a private lounge complete with a big screen TV so donors can relax and have a pour with each other while taking in a game or a movie. There's a cigar section, a stadium seating room for educational presentations, and soon there's going to be a sensory section for palate development. When we filmed, they were still in the process of setting up because they had just relocated and they had also had a leak. So we didn't get video of some of the areas. We're missing the foreign whiskey room, the main hall, the lounge, the auditorium, and the smoking section. As if your mind isn't already blown, we haven't even talked about the most important part of the collection at Whiskey House. Every couple of months, a committee goes through the entire collection and evaluates the fill level of bottles. 
Once they're roughly down to around 20%, they're moved from their location into the library. The library is where all the rarest and most valuable bottles of whiskey reside. Since Whiskey House is not only a nonprofit, but also a museum of sorts, they use this system to slow the rate at which they quote-unquote kill bottles. The library is a little like putting a horse out to pasture. Once a bottle makes it through the full Whiskey House life cycle, it's stored away in the company of other great bottles, only disturbed again on very rare occasions. This is where you'll find the Van Winkles, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, Willet Purple Tops, Weller Gold Veins, H. Taylor Special Editions, Michter Celebration, and the like. Donors are not even allowed to drink from this room unless they receive special permission. This is where our video will begin. I would like to say the greatest of thank yous to Whiskey House for allowing me to document this amazing collection for the first time. I would also like to say a special thank you to John Brittle, called JB by his friends, for taking the time to host me. We filmed for almost three hours, but in the end, I was able to edit it all down to this because I figured you all, the listeners and viewers, will want to concentrate on the bottles. In this video, JB tells us how all of this came to be, how he uses the collection to benefit others, what the future holds, and how you, the curious whiskey enthusiast, may be able to get involved in the future. So, without further ado, I present to you JB and Whiskey House Nashville. All right, JB, we've made it to the creme de la creme. The, in, the inner sanctum. The inner sanctum. We are now in the, the library. We are in the library. Hey there, Bourbon Real Talk listeners and watchers. Randy Sullivan here. Wanted to take a quick break to tell you how you can support the channel. We've had a lot of people that have come into the Bourbon Real Talk family lately, and we're grateful for every one of you. But unlike a lot of other channels, we don't have a Patreon, and I don't allow anyone to sponsor the show. So what I do have, though, is some merchandise. We have Bourbon Real Talk hats. We've got Bourbon Real Talk t-shirts. Very soft, high quality. We also have Whiskey Wife t-shirts for the long-suffering significant others in our lives. We have full-size Glens for when you need an official whiskey tasting experience. We have Wee Glens for when, you know, you want to drink a little bit less, maybe try a few extra samples. We have insulated tumblers for when you want to drink incognito. We have full-size Glen lanyards for when you need hands-free access at a bottle share. We've got candles, including charcoal and tonka, leather, and Cuban cigar. We have one and two ounce whiskey sample storage boxes. And of course, we have the American Whiskey Aroma Kit for when you wanna step your whiskey game up and be able to break a whiskey down to its components. If you saw any of this stuff, you wanna support the channel, you can head on over to bourbonrealtalk.com forward slash shop and pick something up. But if you just wanna hang out here and learn, I'm totally happy with that as well. Just happy to have you as a listener. What do you have to do to get a pour out of a bottle in the library? It's, um, there's not a set prescription for that. Uh-huh. Um, but you dazzle somebody here. Gotcha. Either with your efforts, your history and your devotion to the industry and what you've done. If you're a master distiller from somewhere and been doing it for nine generations, you're 
Sure. You're in here with me, and we're right. pouring from here. This Sam Medley. Sam Medley was here last week. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Russell has not been here, but Bruce has. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And we poured for Bruce. Uh, he was supposed to leave after 30 or 45 minutes. He was here five hours. <laughs> we poured out of a donut and some other wild turkey things that his granddad had distilled, and he was excited to get to taste them. Um, major donors to charities that we love and hold dear, we pour from in here. Wow. Um, and new, new this year in 2021, we'll, we're modifying it just a little bit. And our regular major donors who are part of this place, um, they'll drink here probably on their birthday and on the anniversary of them making their first major donation here. Gotcha. So, so as we track donors, um, and people donate us unbelievable bottles here. Sure. And, and so when somebody walks in here with, somebody donated us one of those first Sazeracs two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, from spring or fall of 2001 or whatever. That person drinks from in here when they come. Mm -hmm. If you donate something that comes, that goes straight into some specialty case, and we have cases here that are donation only cases mm. so we've we've set up a way to track what bottles should be really specialty and what bottles we can inspire people to make donations to different events sure probably changing monthly and um, we're still working on that sure but it they're housed in here so if somebody's watching this at home and they're, they, they, were, they would have been drawn in by the fact that this is the largest private collection of open bottles in the world. <clears throat> How did this happen? Like, where, where did this start? That's because, a fair question. Because I, everyone's like, wait, what's going on? There's 3,000 bottles. This dude, JB, gets to go there anytime he wants and drink all of these epic bottles. I've seen the video. I've already, I spied over 100 bottles that I thought that I'd never seen in my entire life, and he can drink from them anytime he wants. How did this happen? Um, I'm, I'm one of those people who has that collector gene, mm -hmm. whatever that is. Yeah. You collected baseball cards or rocks or beanie babies or whatever it was that you collected as a <laughs> sure. kid, right? <laughs> baseball cards. Um, I think that that becomes this when you get grown up. Okay. Um, as a realtor, you go into those houses where people have art or they have furniture or they have whatever. And I started collecting whiskey after I was collecting wine because I realized I could raise more money for the things that meant something to me with the whiskey over a longer period. So, um, and it, it really started because I, I honestly thought there were probably a couple hundred different whiskeys out there. I right. really just, I grew up in Tennessee, I knew about Jack Daniels, I knew about this, and knew about the Kentucky whiskeys that were just across the border. And and then I realized there were all these different flavors and all these different tastes. And when I realized there were all these different single barrels and they all tasted differently, I was just lost. I was like, oh my God, I gotta have one of each of those. Right. So I started, this started based on a a personal collection at my man cave in my house. Right. That was how that started. So for all you people out there who have 
100 or 200 or 300 bottles at home, this is how you end up. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> so, um, but it, it's also helpful if you bring your wife or spouse or husband or significant other here and you get to say, see, I'm not crazy. These people are crazy. I'm right. not crazy. <laughs> but we, we, we hope that, um, we, we really hope, and my, uh, our attorney and accountants tell us that we can absolutely do it. We hope there are whiskey houses all over America in five years. Gotcha. And my, my philosophy on that in a nutshell is if the Rotarians and the Civitans and the Elks and the Knights of Columbus and the, all the other fraternal type organizations who are raising money, generally speaking, mm -hmm. the Shriners and, you know, all those guys. VFW, a little different. Heroes, mm -hmm. who we support. But the people in the whiskey community, there's nobody more committed to their hobby than whiskey community people. I'd have to agree. And there's nobody better and more generous than that group. So why not in your town get 20 to 25 people together and commit to leasing some space? Here's the pitch. You lease this space, and instead of having to call whoever you live with and say, oh, honey, it's our turn this month. Mm -hmm. The guys are coming over. In our situation, it's guys and gals, because we've found there are a bunch of whiskey women here in Nashville. Sure there are. We, we were looking for a place, but we're not a private club, and we were raising funds, and we're a nonprofit, and we're bringing people here as a venue for their tastings from the donation that somebody made, and we had to have a physical place to do that. Mm. And when I realized how much it costs to rent a room at a restaurant, I was like, we can't do that, we mm -hmm. can't. And so we created a place where industry people can come. There was a guy sitting on that couch this week who was the um, US, Southeast, whichever part of the country he has, pr from Balvenie. Mm -hmm. And a full-on Scotsman, he was sitting right over there. And it was an honor to drink with him, and he brought some great stuff that we tasted. His local rep from the local wholesaler brought him here. Right. And they hung out with three or four different bar beverage director people who they just had meet them here. So you want to meet at the wholesale house, or you want to meet at the coffee shop, or you want to meet here? Right, sure. Uh, it's, we've created no a venue. It's here. Yeah, we've created a venue, and we've created an experience that we're trying to do and I would submit to your viewers and everybody else that if you do that, it's kind of one of those if you build it, they will come kind of things. Sure. Um, and so people started calling me five or six years ago uh, saying, hey, JB, can I come to the whiskey house? A friend from Dallas or Fort Worth, somebody said, you got to go to the whiskey house. So we started meeting people here. Mm -hmm. And in the goal of collecting uh, barrel picks from people who we know know what they're doing, then you know, then when those people come here and uh, make a donation to some nonprofit, then it, and that can be the 
whatever your heart's desire is for that. If you have a special thing in your heart, we'll have a fundraiser for that. Right. And so we, um, so the whiskey comes here, we buy it as a group. We, our major donors buy it and bring it over. Our guests from out of town who are donors to our nonprofit bring us whiskey. We categorize it. We put it in its right place. We pour sparingly from it. This is a place, in my opinion, in five years, you'll be able to come in and say, well, my, my Russell's pick was the best Russell's pick of all time. Well, we have 150. <laughs> right. And if you, one of your buddies from some other organization says, I don't think so. No, I think mine is. There are very few places in anywhere where you're going to be able to pull those two and side by side blind. and blind taste them and go head to head. Wow. So we we tried to let our office be a place that just happens to have the biggest bar of in the country for corporate offices cuz I don't know about your law firm but our law firm they've got a bar. Mm-hmm. A real estate broker's got a bar. Sure. The accountant's office they got a bar. Our bar's just bigger than their bar. And quite possibly really the just, biggest. <laughs> we're just really talking about numbers. Right. Yeah, and so size does matter when it, you're talking about your the whiskey collection of your corporation. Sure. Yeah. So we um, we use it, we enjoy it, we try to save it. One of our goals is not to empty bottles. Mm-hmm. If we're emptying bottles, obviously, when we're drinking whiskey that you can buy every single day at any liquor store in America, that's not in the library. Sure. Right. We're drinking those to empty. So. I don't know. There's, I, I guess it's me trying to rationalize why there's this much, much whiskey. <laughs> but it, it's, uh, we want to see how broad the collection can be. Sure. And every time I hear about a new distillery, I just kind of throw my hands up and say, okay, go get us one of each of what these guys do. Right. Yeah. Because we need to, we, we're especially chasing down small distilleries now. We're, we're tracking them down. Yeah. I want to drink their whiskey when it's two years old and three years old and four years old. Because some of them are going to be awesome. Right. I mean, there's people with math skills out there. Sure. And you, I want to find them early enough to be able to buy a barrel when it's four, five, or six years old. When it's time, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, no doubt, um, probably a lot of people are going to watch this, and they're all going to go, wow, I want a piece of that action. So if you are the average whiskey viewer out there, um, what would be the ways that they could get involved, if any at all? <clears throat> Can they donate know, it's a, their it's local great, barrel picks? Can they? It, it's a great question. We currently, um, the only way to come here is somebody who's a major donor brings you here as their guest. Gotcha. Or you're participating in... Um, in a charity event and you buy a tasting here gotcha. by donating money to that charity, not to us, to that charity. Mm-hmm. So we donate the tasting. There's a, we donate to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of Birmingham, Alabama every year. Mm-hmm. Cause one of our buddies, wife is afflicted with one of those digestive kind of things. Mm-hmm. Those guys uh, from Birmingham 
they bid in the auction every year at that foundation and they drive up here three and a half hours to come to a tasting event. Right. Um, we're, we're not sure how there's, there are other ways to do it. Um, we're, we're challenged with that right now because we're not a bar and we're not a club. Gotcha. We just happen to be an office with a huge collection of whiskey. Sure. And so we're, we're working on that and we're, we're hopeful that, um, the attorneys and the people can decide that coming over here and having us pour because there's not a price on anything here. Yeah, it's, there's yeah. no there's no menu or anything like that. There's a database, but there's no menu with prices attached. And with the way this whiskey's going now, I mean, who could keep up with how much this bottle's worth? I know that people are are going to want to reach out and try to find a a way to get an invite to. Um, the the whiskey house, and I know that that's probably not in the cards today. It it, it's like. not in the cards today, I don't think. But we're we're a museum, we're a library, we're a collection of a group of people who are buying whiskey to use it in fundraising. And by the way, drinking and fundraising is the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, people get super generous I, when I they're don't, lubricated. They absolutely do. I don't know how we're going to do that with the public. Sure. But I promise you I'll let you know. And if that... I'll come back. What, what we don't do... Well, I hope you do. What we don't do, because we've been asked to do this so many hundreds of times, I can hardly even keep count. Hey, JB, can I get a sample of that mailed to me if I make a donation to so-and-so? It's just not what we're doing. Right. I, I, would, I would say to you that before the end of this year, 2021, we'll have a template that we will send you and we'll talk about licensing and we will share with you all that we've done and the exact way we did it. And I submit to you that if you get 25 like-minded people in your city, you can do this. Right. Because it just, it just happens. So if you're a major you know, whiskey enthusiast, and you're inspired by this, even if you don't follow this particular template, right, where you rent a space and you have a library in different zones and you get access to different zones and all of that stuff, even if you don't follow that, this can at least inspire you to see the vision that the collection that you have creates an opportunity for you to help others. For sure. And I would add that there are fundraising events going on in your town, wherever you might be, that, are, that have committees of people out soliciting donations from guys like us. You do your own barrels of whiskey. Mm -hmm. You donate those bottles to different events. Our goal, we donate two to four tastings a month. We donate silent auction items every week. Mm -hmm. My, one of my goals is I want silent auction items, sample bottle sets in a silent auction item in Nashville, Tennessee every single weekend. I think I can do two every week. So over a hundred sample bottle sets and or bottles of our picks at charity events. And then we can change the world. Sure. Major impact. If you young people especially, because I'm 57, I don't, I don't share my age, you don't have to. No, I'm 43. If, if you don't, if you aren't 
going out to charity events and making donations to whomever, Leukemia Lymphoma, the Heart Association, the Cancer Society, what, whatever it is, and going to those events with your date or your spouse or somebody and going and participating in silent auctions and live auctions and eating convention center chicken and all that, go to the ones where chefs are involved. <laughs> um, because the wholesaler in your town is donating whiskey and the wineries are donating wine. You're gonna, and the brewers are donating beer. You're gonna get to drink great stuff. You're gonna get to eat great stuff. And you're writing a check to some nonprofit that mm -hmm. means something to you. Sure. You're gonna see how much whiskey and how much stuff is involved in those. We routinely realize more donation at these events than boxes at the Predators, a box, a suite at the Titans. So the local signed guitars by everybody you can imagine in Nashville, we do better with whiskey. Mm. So we're still working on it. I wish I could, I wish I knew how it was going to end up. But right now, dream's still coming true. Sure. Is there a website? There's not a website. Will there be whenever you start to kind of franchise this, if you will? We yeah. will. We're, um, Do you we, own the URL already? We own so much stuff. <laughs> we own so much stuff. I was we're, wondering if you could give them the URL that they could search for occasionally to see whether or not it happened. Nah, we, we have a Facebook page and, okay. and are happy to add people to the Facebook page, which is Whiskey House Nashville. Whiskey House Nashville. So if you're interested in Whiskey House, you should definitely get on Facebook, search Whiskey House Nashville, and submit to join as a member. Yeah. Um, that's the public-facing one. That's the public-facing. And then we'll find you, and then we'll add you to the other one. Yeah, gotcha. Instagram, Pinterest, all those things are coming. We've just been trying to sort out what we're doing before we start creating YouTube videos and sure. all that. This podcast, uh, if this is the first time that you watched it, it's about encouraging people through whiskey. It's about bringing people together. And I always end the episode with the same sign off. And it's, it's because I want people to feel connected and I wanna bring people together. But I also notice that online especially, there's a lot of hate. Um, people will show hate to other people who have different um, ideological views, right? People be fighting about politics or whatever the case may be. And they'll say really hateful things to each other. And then one day it dawned on me that if a stranger can hate someone they've never really met, someone they really don't know on the internet, then it must be possible for me to love somebody Absolutely. that's on the internet that I've never met. And that's why I sign off every episode with this. And that is, if you woke up this morning and you were unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that I love you. And I'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. Cheers. I love you too. <laughs> Nashville loves you. Cheers. Pretty super unique. <laughs> no, take a break. Sorry. He snorted whiskey. <laughs> I actually snorted that out my nose. A hundred and thirty-two point two proof, oh, and shit. I shot it right out my eye socket. Uh, uh. <laughs>
It came out my tear ducts, I think. <laughs> I'm dangling. Dangling. Shit happens. He's like, hey, God I can't help how God made me. I'm just about broke $8,000 worth of whiskey. My stupid ass staring off into space. <laughs> I can't help how God made me. Oh, my God. All right, we're, we're rolling. I'm a jackass. What do you they know. call it? Manspreading? You don't want to manspread. Yeah, man yeah. That, yeah, you look fantastic. Yeah, you look amazing, bro. Look He's good at this. You look crushing it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 